All right, Filter Not Included listeners, welcome back for another episode. We're coming at you with some NFL talk today. We're four days into free agency. It's been a metric ton of a fuck fest. And we're coming at you tonight with just me and Big W, Eric Westman. So, Westy, how you been? How's your week been? Tell me something. Tell me two good things and one bad thing that's happened to you this week. All right. Two good things that happened this week is that um, I'm going through uh, a mental breakdown at school, but I'm getting through it. Get all my work done. I think that's a good thing. I'm getting through it. Uh, one bad thing. Yeah, I just panicked through my midterm today. Um, it was an accounting exam. I kind of knew what I was doing, but then I just froze all at once. And the questions were like looking very similar. And it just it just did not did not go well. But we're missing Brock. We're missing Gavin today. Missing uh, missing Timmy and missing Sabrowski as well. So running a two-man show. Sorry to hear about that accounting exam, but maybe a couple drinks and some NFL football talk will uh will get your get you right now. Oh, I've been checking my phone like every single buzz on my phone. I get a notification. Something something big's always happening right now in the NFL in this free agency frenzy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's been a, it's been a good one. So, without further ado, we're going to do a little state of the union. We're going to touch on every team. We're going to go division by division. Uh, if we miss something, let us know. Tweet at us. Send us a DM. Uh, if you can find my phone number, call me and swear at me. I don't care as long as one of these fuckers doesn't give it out. But all right, ready to go, Westy? Let's start off where things are heavy and hot right now in the AFC West. So the Raiders. About a couple hours ago. We just saw something that I would have never guessed. I didn't. I did not have in the cards. I would have given this a less than one percent chance. What do you think? Well, I'm talking about Devontae Adams getting traded. Yeah. Well, obviously. I mean, I think it blew up everybody's phone and who follows football. I mean, Adams. He told the Packers he wasn't going to play on a franchise tag. So I think the Packers, knowing that, they knew that they just spent a fuck ton of money on Aaron Rodgers. Like more than I could have fucking imagined or any of us could imagine. But what the trade details is the Packers receive a 2022 first round, a second round for Devontae Adams and the Vegas Raiders make him the highest paid receiver in the league. Yeah. You know, yeah. do you want to hear the contract deals on this, this deal? I'll play it on me. He's making 28 and a half million dollars a year. For five not, years. That's not even a quarterback, dude. Like, oh, that is insane. That's crazy money. And I mean, I didn't see it coming. Obviously, I think I've said that about four times. I love it, though. I guess, as we'll talk about a little bit later when we get to the Packers, I guess Aaron Rodgers did know that there was a like high likelihood of Devontae Adams not re-signing or being traded um, as a result of not being signed and being put on a franchise tag again before the season. So good on Aaron Rodgers. He believes that the Packers can win as is, but right now we're talking about the Raiders and the thing that gets me the most about the Raiders. And I want to get your take on this right now, because this whole is it's this whole division, like Raiders, Chargers, Broncos, and Chiefs. Like this is going to be, this is mutually assured destruction. Like all four of these teams probably are top 16 teams in the NFL. They're top, they're playoff. They should be playoff teams, but this is just going to be an absolute fucking beatdown, dude. I, I look at the AFC West as all these guys are driving Ferraris while 
all the rest of the divisions are driving Honda Civics. Yeah, you would say Ferraris are about the Raiders, hey? Absolutely no sensitivity about. I didn't even. I didn't even think about that when I when I when I said that. But you owe six hail marys. But uh, these teams are just spending money left, right, and center. That's the only way to win this division. It feels like. I mean, they they just got Chandler Jones from the Cardinals. They just spent fifty two and a half millions for three years for Chandler Jones. I mean, he's a one of the top edge rushers in the league. I mean, to be granted, I would pay for that on my team, but it, this, this division in football is going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fucking exciting. And it's probably going to be a prime time week, every game from this division. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's going to be an absolutely deadly division, but let's move on to the chargers. So the chargers, the biggest transaction that I saw early on, um, well, obviously they lost uh, Vaughn Miller, but the biggest transaction that they did Wrong take team. in was J.C. Jackson from the New England Patriots. So they gave him, I believe it was, what, five years, 82 million, something like that. So that's what Bang that's on. what they brought in. He's going to help shore up that secondary. Like, that's crazy, man. These contracts are getting higher. And I know we well, talked last, about this. Last week, they brought in Khalil Mack, too. So they're they're building up on that defense. I mean, this this division is just getting more more and more wild. Every time I like see that the fucking chargers are involved in something and they sign somebody, I'm like blown away because I have no idea how I they're mean, paying these people. The so, chargers, so. the chargers should have been in the playoffs last year, but they kind of got boned out from that, from that kick. Yeah. The, they, they tried to play it too, too ethic, too morally, morally positive, And they, they should have just taken knees and they would have been in the dance, but well, no. moving on to that next team, and there is the Denver Broncos. And, you know, last week we got that huge news where R- R- Russell Wilson trade there, and and that's going to change their whole offense. But they just signed Randy Gregory from the Dallas Cowboys to a five-year, $70 million deal. I mean, they're loading up offense, defense, fucking special teams, coaching staff, uh, get some people in there, fucking move, move the football, stop the football. They're going to be a good team to watch too, man. Yeah, I agree. I think that the, I think they're definitely going to be a good team. And one of the things that kind of like when the Bengals played the Bob Broncos last year, I believe it was a 17 to 14 game, or it was a real close win. And I believe that's when we killed Teddy Bridgewater and they had, they had to, then it was Drew Locke time and no one's ever scared of Drew Locke time. But the thing that always got me when I was watching that game and given I was casually watching it was that the Broncos are a good team. They're just missing that one piece. And that one piece, unfortunately for them, was that quarterback. Like you've, that, and that's what screwed them. So now they went out, they got Russell Wilson. They're starting to add pieces around and starting to build it. And they're a strong team. I don't think they've lost anybody, obviously, other than Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. But they haven't lost any other notable names out of their height, have they? Um. Melvin Gordon is set yeah. to be a free agent, but I mean they got Javante Williams, who's gonna be who's gonna be a big back in this league. I mean, the kid is the kid runs hard every fucking play. I mean, you you give that guy the ball that was in space, he's gonna take off. Um, yep. I remember I remember the Giants played the Broncos in week one, and I, I went to that game with high expectations with the Giants, of course, but we got schwacked, and it was not a fun game to watch for the first week of the season. So they're gonna be they're gonna be loaded up this year, and it's gonna be 
a good team that, to watch. That's always a kick in the ball balls when your team just gets eviscerated right out of the gates and you're nowhere to go but up. So it's like that level of positivity, but you're also like, I this is not going to end well, I don't think. And it, it usually doesn't. And as a Bengals fan, I can attest to that. But now let's move on to the last team in the AFC West, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. So right now, I believe they still haven't signed Tyron Matthews. That's a big part of that defense, big leader. Um, don't know what his contract situation is, what he's asking, if they're far apart, if they're close, but that's looking like a notable loss. But well, they just gave they just gave money to Justin Reed. Yeah, three years, 31 and a half. So I don't know. (laughs) I I where if if Tyron Matthew is not going back to the Chiefs, then where is he going? I mean, you gotta look at like top contenders, I think maybe like a um maybe like a bills or some sort somewhere not too far away, but I, I mean, I don't think he'll go into the NFC, but I, I really hope that the chiefs kingdom will figure out a way to keep that guy in the building. Cause I know the fans love Tyron Matthew and for what he's done for that team. Completely agree. You know, they also brought back Frank Clark. So uh, if I remember correctly, wasn't he one of the guys that got caught for bringing a gun into the locker room or something like that? No, he had a gun on him in a traffic stop or something. I, <laughs> I did not hear something that. like that. This was like, yes, was years ago. This is allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. But I think the biggest thing that sticks out for me here with the chiefs is they're good. They have incredible, they have three incredible players on offense, uh, three skill players. So Mahomes, Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, but it's starting to look like they're thinning out up there. They're missing like they're they're missing a piece there. I mean, they're missing one more wide out on the other side of Tyreek Hill. I mean, there's some notable players left on free agency for wide receiver. One of them is an LSU product, uh, Jarvis Landry. I'll just start with him. I think he could be a really good fit for that team. He does a lot of good things. Well, he does a lot of good things in the locker room. Um, Odell could be another good fit for there. I mean, he's a bit more flashy, but, I don't think the Chiefs fans like him that much for what he's done there. Um, but that that wide receiver market there is for, in the whole league is just going up. So whatever they do, they are going to spend some over – they're going to overpay for a receiver. Yeah. Like. And it, so if I'm, if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm probably calling Seattle right now about – how much is it going to take for me to get DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett one or the other? Because I mean, fuck it. The chiefs are in win now mode. Like it just goes to show you that like eventually they will not have these pieces or these assets will depreciate and they won't be the same team they are now. So they need to get out and do something. Another one I was looking at, um, I guess OBJ still isn't signed. You know, you're probably not going to get him till at least halfway through the season. He's also but, coming off of a torn ACL, so it's going to be hard for him to get a deal. Yeah, I but mean, the thing the thing about Tyreek, like the thing about playing a receiver on a team when Tyreek Hill is there is that he's always taken away. He's always going to be covered over the top. So he's essentially getting doubled. All you need is another competent wide receiver. Like I was thinking, like even if obviously OBJ is unreal, but if he decreases like 10, 15%, he's still better than the options they have there. And if they can get him on a price tag on a fucking test me deal, why not? Same with Juju Smith Schuster. I don't think he's good. I believe he's still unsigned, but he's good enough that, you know, if you have guys that are drawing doubles. Well, I think the perfect example is what you saw, saw the Rams do. I mean, 
they brought OBJ in to help with Cooper Cup. And after Robert Woods went down, I mean, that led to them winning a fucking Super Bowl. It led, it led Cooper Cup to get open more. It led other guys like uh, Van Jefferson to get open downfield. I mean, it, it when you have multiple players at different skill positions at like, let's say, tight end and receiver, it opens the field way more because you're not driving, drawing triple double coverage, right? You have that one guy that's a one-on-one. Yeah. And OB, yeah. OBJ is one of the best third down receivers in the league, in my opinion. I mean, some people will be, no, he's not, but just look at the numbers. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I like OBJ. But before we move on to the next uh, next division, how about you rank these four on paper? Like, who do you think is going to win the division? Who do you think is going to lose it right now based on their rosters? So you got the Raiders, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Chiefs. All right. So I'm going to start from bottom to top which is kind of tricky, but if I got to go bottom, I'll say this is actually, I'm going to switch it off. I'm going to go top to bottom. All right. I'm going to have the chargers as my number one. I think Justin Herbert is getting better every single day. I think he's going to be a franchise quarterback. That's going to be unreal. Uh, My second team would be the chiefs. I mean, they've been in the Super Bowl back to back and they just lost to the Bengals this year but Bengals ran hot so Chiefs are second they're still they still have to be beat in their division uh Raiders are third just because of Devontae Adams with that Derek Carr I mean they both went to Fresno State which is kind of fucking cool now they're playing the NFL I mean I just saw what's that older car brother there's Derek Carr and there's that fucking other car he's like on NFL network but he's saying that that's family right there I mean they they wanted to make that happen, so that's my three. And the Broncos sadly last, but I think they're they're a team that can shock a lot of people this year. Jesus, well, it's good that I no, I th- I I agree, I I agree. I think it's going to be an incredible division to watch. Um, I did just Google Carr C A R R brother, and it came up with a guy named Jonathan Carr. That's not it. No, Jonathan Carr was part of the Wichita massacre where there was a week-long series of brutal crimes perpetrated against people. How awful <laughs> would that be? Like, oh, that's that's it. That's that's what it is. Yeah. So, you know, that's not it. But, yeah, we'll put that to bed. AFC West, I think that takes the cake. All right, now is the best division of football, right? Yes, I agree. The AFC West is Perfect. the best. So let's move on to the AFC East then. You got the Bills, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Pats. Let's start with the Bills. The Bills went out and got a guy who was trying to get some bills, and that was Vaughn Miller. So he got six years, 120. I think he's already 33, 32, 33. So this has taken him right to the end of his career. I mean, the problem that you have to think about here is if you back end load it in the bills and he turns into shit or gets hurt with injuries, then that's dead cat money instantly like that. But I think the bills are good. I think this is a good move for them. Helps shore up that defense. The other guy they... I've seen that they've moved that they've made this notably notable. Wow. Fuck is Cole Beasley got cut. So was the big producer for them last year, but you know, still if you can get Cole Beasley for $2 million, that's probably better than most other guys that you're paying $2 million for. Right. What do you think yeah. about the bills? Cole Beasley, that him getting cut. I mean, he's just getting old and the bills got a lot of young receivers. They got a lot of young talent on that offense. So he's I think also not like- vaccinated. So there's your, there's another thing. I don't think they took that into consideration now, but 
no, I, I don't even know where COVID went. It feels like two weeks ago we're we're all fucking running around the street hiding from this Omicron. Now it's now it's gone. But so somehow it just mag- magically disappeared. I'm not even like no mask, in fact. So we'll not get into that. That's a different that's a different podcast, but aka Von Biller. I mean that I think that's the missing piece right there. They were they were they lost a stunner in OT, right, against Kansas City in the playoffs. I mean, I picked Bills to win that game. That was a heartbreaker for me because, if you didn't know, I am a diehard Bills fan as well as a diehard Giants fan. Check my Twitter. There's a tweet about a month ago. I don't know why I tweeted that. I'm not going on semantics here, but I am also a Bills fan. So I want to see the Bills do good. That's a division where they can they can win that year after year. But uh, yeah, let's go to the next next team here. All right, let's move on to the Jets. So the Jets, those cocksuckers, took tight end CJ Uzama from my Bengals, uh, paid him handsomely. I did see some rumors online that the Bengals offer was ten percent lower, if that, on guaranteed money. Otherwise, it was identical to the Jets, and he went to the Jets. So I I love CJ. He's my guy. I one of my favorite players I've ever. I've ever had on any of my favorite teams by far sucks to see him go. But I did also see another rumor that CJ has been intimate with one of the hosts of Monday morning football and NFL network. I won't say which one good morning football. That one. Yeah. Good morning football. So New Jersey's real close to headquarters in New York for NFL. I don't know, but other than that, when Lady I look Thomas at that, in forty million a year or forty million for three years, I think that's pretty much all the all the important moves they had. Well, going back to that Good Morning Football show, I think it's Peter Schrager. Um, there's two other guys and there's one girl, so I think we can do the math here and and figure out who CJ Uzama is is going after. It's definitely Peter Schrager. I'm not denying it. I'm not going to confirm or deny it. But what do you think of the Jets' moves so far, Westy? And what do you think of them on paper? Because I'm still skeptical about their quarterback. I'm skeptical skeptical of Zach Wilson, too. But, I mean, the kid is just small, right? I mean, them getting CJ, them getting Conklin, them signing Lincoln, it, it, it's a trend that they're trying to get bigger, right? They're trying to get bigger up on front so they can maybe try to run that ball and create more space for Wilson. I, I don't know what the Jets are to come. I feel like they're still the bottom of that division. Um, did they get better with those moves? Yes, but against their division, did they get better? I don't know. Time will tell, but we'll find out. We'll find out indeed. Your, <laughs> your roommates in, in MetLife there. So let's move on to the Dolphins here. The Dolphins had two big moves. Signed Teddy Bridgewater. And also picked up Raheem Mostert. So I I think my thought here is you live and die by the quarterback. I don't trust Tua as far as I can throw him. And even though he's small, I am also small, so I couldn't throw him very far. Ergo, I don't trust him very much. And yeah, they ripped off a bunch of wins last year, but they kept on playing inferior teams. And I also don't ever discount the downsides of having a left-handed quarterback and having to scheme around that with a right-handed backup quarterback. So too many issues. I think they were a good team. Wheels fell off. They fired Flores. Who know? Who knows what's going to happen with them this year? They're a, they're a wild card. 
Well, I think Mike McDaniels is a very smart coach. I think bringing Teddy Bridgewater in like that creates competition in that QB room. I mean, if if Tua can't perform, then you got a you got a high high level bag up right behind you, and you can throw him and he can go win games now. And Raheem Mostert came from the 49ers. Same with Mike McDaniels. He knows him very well. He knows what he likes. He knows what he can do on the football field. Unfortunately, he was out all last year with a torn ACL. So this is his bounce back year. And and I think he's the type of guy well, he'll be he'll be like a lead back right in Miami. Yep. No, I think that's I think that's what's gonna be. Um, so last team in the AFC East. It's the Patriots. I don't really have anything to talk about on here. I, they've made some re-signs. They've got some quality guys back in the door. Uh, J.C. Jackson obviously gone, but I think that sticks with the Patriots' pattern of drafting good players, not re-signing them, and then taking them back on a discount a little bit later on in their career. But Well, the Patriots last year, they were one of the teams that spent over $200 millions in one day, right? They they, they got a bunch of people, but so I think right now they don't have a lot of money to spend. I don't know what their cap is exactly, but I mean, I think their team is is good enough to to compete for that division where they don't have to go out and, and bring anybody in. Yep. No, if so, I'll rank this division and you tell me yeah. if you like this. Uh, I'll go Bills first, Dolphins second, Jets third, Patriots fourth. Jets third. Really? After the Patriots just made the playoffs, too. Yeah, I, you know, either those two teams, I think one of them is going to be like a, like a nine and seven team, nine and eight team, sorry. And one of them is going to be a seven and 10 team. So I don't know which one it is, but I think they're both pretty, pretty relevant in my, in my mind. Yeah. Well, I think we got the consensus bills top. I got dolphins too, Pat's third and jets fourth. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, on to the AFC South. We now have the Jaguars, the Titans, the Colts, and the Texans. So do you want to talk about the Jags? I mean, I can give it a whirl. I mean, the Jags, they were the shittiest team this year. I mean, yeah, maybe I should talk about the Jags because you had an accounting thing and there's a lot of numbers. <laughs> yeah, you go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Give her a shot. All right, so the Jacksonville Jaguars, after being the bottom feeder they were this year, they spent over $200 million on the first day of free agency. Let me say that again, $200 million. Matt, if I gave you $200 million, what would you do with it? First thing. Uh, I don't know. Probably committed a crime or five somehow. Well, I, I, think the, I think the Jaguars did commit a crime. They gave Christian Kirk... Zay Jones, two third string receivers on their team, 72 million and 24 million dollars. That's what 90, 96 million dollars right there in just average receivers. Does that, yeah. does that, do you think that helps them? I, I mean, it'll help because they're probably an upgrade over the guys that they have right now. And uh, they can pull this shit because they have the cap room, but the, downstream effects of these things could be fatal for their franchise like all right evan engram i had him as i've watched evan engram for the past four years i've seen this guy he's super athletic he could be a matchup nightmare anywhere in the league but he just has the bad case of the drops i mean he's on a 
somewhat of a prove it deal one year for nine mil. That's not overly expensive, but he just hasn't, he hasn't proved that he can be a top tier tight end in this league. No, I agree. I, he's good, but he's not great. And being a tight end is somewhere where you can get away with maybe not having the best hands, but still you can contribute in other ways. You can create holes for the running back. You can create space, help block downfield. Like it's, there's so many other things that you can do where your sole job isn't just catching a football like a receiver. So um, other thing I noticed about yeah. the Jaguars, they signed Brandon Sheriff three years at 49 milli. That will help. That, that will that will help. That, I wanted the Bengals to sign him last offseason. I wanted them to sign him this offseason. It's heartbreaker. I look like that's their best like, signing. If that, yeah. that that but, that'll play. That'll play for them for sure. I mean, after they spend $200 million on the offense, they're definitely going to go Aiden Hutchison out of Michigan for the first overall pick. There's no question in my mind. They haven't spent any money on defense and free agency. They're going to go with Aiden Hutchison. He's a consensus number one pick. I thought maybe they might go Evan Neal, the tackle from Bama, but. That's crazy. Have they put out the odds yet for the, for the futures? Oh, number one overall pick, Aiden Hutchinson, minus 400. Jesus. I was about to say, if that was like plus 200, I'd throw a fucking 10 units on it, but it's not. So, what's 10 units for you, though? Yeah, 100 bucks. <laughs> All right. So, next team is the Tennessee Titans. I have not got anything notable to say about Tennessee. They have not done anything in free agency. I think their team is. You know, their team is good. They, they won the AFC South last year. They have a fucking strong running back. They have a decent quarterback. I mean, they have good receivers. They just released Julio Jones today. If you didn't see that, you, know, you just heard it first on Filter Not Included. You're welcome. But, uh, yeah, I don't know about the Titans, man. Their defense is solid, but where do you think where this team was last year? Do you think they can repeat in this division? I think I, I think so. I mean, they lost Derrick Henry for how many games and they finished first in the AFC thanks to the Bengals beating the Chiefs in week 17 or 16. Sorry about it. Um I I do think that they can be they can be good again. You touched on it. I mean, Tannehill's serviceable. Derrick Henry's a fucking tank. So if you can just if you can run people over for six yards every time, do that 15 times a game then you're looking fine, but you're right. I really have nothing to talk about with the Titans and I only have one thing to talk about the next team and that's the Colts. So the Colts, we know Wentz is now a commie. So what the fuck, like, where do they go from here? I know you mentioned that there are a few free agent quarterbacks. Do you see any of them wanting to take a chance here, wanting to move here, wanting to get, to get themselves into a better place? I mean, there's a couple notable free Asian quarterbacks that they could go get. I mean, all these guys are Heisman winners, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, or Cam Newton. I, if it's any of those guys, I think it'd be Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota. Can they pull off a deal to get um, Deshaun Watson from their division rival? I, I don't think so. I don't think their division rival is that stupid enough where they can just be like, oh, here's, we'll give you six fucking picks and we'll take your quarterback, right? Yeah. That doesn't really that doesn't really happen in the NFL. But yeah. this this division's either going to be the Colts or Titans, so here's here's a hypothetical for you while we're still in the Colts. Um there's another quarterback, he requested a trade today and was denied. Baker Mayfield. 
if you're the Colts, is that someone that you want to keep your eye on? If you get him for a conditional third, uh, a, a third that's conditionally a second. I mean, Baker Mayfield is is like on paper, he's really good. Like you look at him, he's super accurate. He can throw a deep ball. He can control the run game. He can control fucking everything what you need out of quarterback. There's just one thing out of Baker where like we don't really know what it is or why hasn't he had the success that he's had. Right. He's a number one overall pick for a reason. But why is he just lagging behind all those like those? There's something, there's one reason. I don't know what it is, but you tell me, why don't you think Baker Mayfield could be a quarterback that could be good enough to be a playoff contender every single year? I, I really, he just does like, I've watched some, I don't want to say film. There's a couple YouTube channels I watch where they have professionals break down the film and talk about these things. And I've seen a few things he just does. He does a lot. He's pretty poor with his footwork. He has a lot of off balance throws. And I know everyone's saying like listening now, I was like, this guy's a fucking hypocrite. He doesn't know what you're talking about. And that's a fact. I do not know what I'm talking about, but um, all the, all the professionals, like former professional NFL QBs that I watch, uh, I think one's called the QB school. I forget what the guy's JT O'Sullivan is the guy's name, former NFL quarterback for, I think he played for six teams. He talks about some of these things and goes over the game film and he's just, he's just lazy. He just plays lazy. And if once you watch it, you'll know you'll pay it. Like now, once you see it, once you see it every time, like he'll throw an interception cause he'll be off his back foot, like not no center of gravity, no connection with the ground. He'll just be throwing like a fade away. Like it's basketball. Like it's, it's, it's ridiculous, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, if I'm the Colts, I wouldn't do that. And I'll tell you why. And that's because they got to stop bargain bin shopping. They keep buying the shit. That's got the 20% off sticker Carson Wentz. That is like, could be the upside is there. Carson Wentz could be a very good quarterback, but the downside is like much more probable to happen. And they keep bargain bin shopping and they keep getting fucked. So if you're the Colts, you got to figure something out. Like, and I don't know what the answer is. I, I couldn't tell you what the answer is right now, but I think they're, the Colts need a quarterback. That's number one for sure. And number two, they need somebody on the opposite side of Michael Pittman. Well, need, here, I'll, t- I'll tell you what the answer is. He, all right, no, here you go. They need, they, they need another receiver. I feel like uh, T.Y. Hilton has been good for the past six, seven years, but he's declining. He's slowly declining. He's getting older. He's getting slower. But Michael Pittman, the receiver out of USC, has been a breakout. He's going to his third year now, but I feel like they could go get another one of those receivers like Jarvis Landry. Another, I'll just drop him again. He could be a good fit for that team, right? I mean, it, they don't need – somebody that's going to be super crazy. They just need somebody that can help them win now. Yeah, their the, team. The, the Colts and remind me of the Broncos of last year where they're a good team. They're just that, like you need that little extra piece to fit in perfectly. But I, I I'll tell you what the solution is. You don't even have to leave the division to find the solution. And that's with the next team, the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson. So he's being paraded around. He's taking meetings with teams they're trying to find a way for someone to trade for Deshaun Watson and the team also get maximum value and Deshaun can go where he wants. And I think Deshaun Watson on the Colts would be turn them immediately from a team that I see maybe finishing second and third in this division to probably finishing first above the Titans. So that's my thoughts. What do you think about the Texans? What do you think about Deshaun Watson's situation? 
I mean, Deshaun Watson, I I guess we could say it's allegedly now. I, I don't know. Maybe he, he did it, but he's a guy that has super high potential and maybe got away just because he's Deshaun Watson, right? Um, But I don't know where he could end up. I mean, rumors Miami, but that's no more anymore. But I don't know where what the whole Deshaun Watson scenario is. I don't think it'll be the Colts. If I had to guess what team he could go to, fuck. Possibly the Eagles. Like, do they like they got Jalen Hurts, but 49ers, like it's I don't really know where I'm going with this thought, but I don't really got much to say about the Texans. I'm like they're just a bottom feeder team. Yeah, they're in a they're in a pretty precarious spot, but I mean, I don't I think the Jags are the Jags and Texans are who gives a fuck. This division's between the Titans and the Colts, and more importantly, what the Colts do to replace um Wentz, it will dictate this the outcome there. Yeah. Fair? I agree with that. They're 1A, 1B. Perfect. Well, let's move on to our last division in the AFC. Second best division, I would say, in the in the in the AFC. Would you agree with that? Or you think actually the AFC East is kind of badass? Bills, Jets, Dolphins, it, Patriots. Yeah, like they, it, it has potential. Similar. They're very similar how they play. Yeah. So this one, obviously, Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, Browns. Um, let's start with the Schittsburg Steelers. Uh, and quarterback Mitch Trubisky. Wow. <laughs> wow. Said it perfectly. Mitch Trubisky. He was signed two years, $14.5 million, up to $27 million total with incentives. I thought that was a good bargain been signing. I don't think he, he's better probably than Mason Rudolph, has more experience than Mason Rudolph, hasn't been assaulted with his own equipment on national audience on national TV. Like I, I think that Trubisky will end up being the starter here because, but cause they also have Dwayne Haskins in that room too. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, all you need to do, you had three chances there. You need one guy to turn into a starting QB. I mean, Mitch Trubisky is going to do a perfect situation. I feel like going to a coach like Mike Tomlin, who I guess can be a quarterback whisperer for his time in the NFL. I mean, he's a legendary coach. I mean, can I think Mitch Trubisky can do better things than Roethlisberger could do at at his end of his career, at his end of his career, not what Ben Roethlisberger did for his whole career. You Steelers fans, get the fuck off my Twitter page. Thank you. Come uh, come on my Twitter page. Smoke, uh, <laughs> I'll give it. To but you. I think I think Mitch is a good signing for them. I I feel like he's a bargain bin. He was rumored to go to the Giants. I I was kind of hoping he was going to the Giants PR backup, but that didn't happen. And I think that team can do a lot of good things with them. And they got a young squad. They got Najee Harris. I mean, not having a back, a good young back like Najee can help take the stress off of your quarterback. So I think that team's going to be playing a little bit tough and a little chip on their shoulder from last year, right? Yeah, I mean, they got to be. They got they kind of got embarrassed last year. And, you know, I, I hate to give them a break because I don't think they ever deserve one, frankly. But. They had a tough one last year. You know, it's nothing that they could have done. It's it, it, they got stuck in a bad place with Big Ben. You know, if you told me 18 years down the line that we do the same thing with Joe Burrow and we would have the same type of season squeaking in the playoffs and just get milked, you know, I, I'd probably take it too. 
So no Steelers fan will ever tell you that because they're a bunch of pretentious fucks, but um, <laughs> that's my take on the situation. So next team, we'll go to the Bengals. So we did franchise tag Jesse Bates. I think he's an underrated safety. Big move there. Big move. I mean, he doesn't want to play on a he doesn't want to play on a tag. We don't want him to play on a tag. I think they're just trying to figure out the reason they tagged him was it was actually quite quite a savvy strategy. They tagged him so then they can see. I bet they can. What I saw is that they tagged him so they can see what the market looks like and what the average pay scale is for these guys, and then they'll work out the extension because they're like, we could sign him now or we could tag him get proof of what's happening out there and then give him adequate value. And I think that was a very smart move. But I mean, you just played in the Super Bowl. Wouldn't you want to be the team that sets the market for that safety position after just being in the Super Bowl? I'm not talking about the Super Bowl. It still still hurts, but I agree. I, I think that, you know, maybe being a little bit early to the market, you get the first mover advantage. You can say, hey, we'll give you this, but we'll give you a discount or however you want to word it. But um, other big additions on the team guard, Alex Kappa, we stole him from Tom Brady, suck it. And then center Ted Karras, he's from, or Karras, I don't know how it's said. He's from the new England Patriots as well. So Both it'll be good. Training. We've that's two places. I think we still probably need one more on the offensive line where we get an upgrade. Hopefully we're getting Lyle Collins. He got cut from the Cowboys today. So hopefully we can pick him up. But other than that, you know, I think the biggest move here, Westy, is we picked up Eli fucking Apple. I think that's your worst move there. I think every other move is A plus, but that Eli Apple, that one, I mean, I think that one has to sting you a little bit, doesn't it? Oh, fuck. I mean, I will say that guy gets cooked more than anyone else, but he also is a hell of a, like he come, he had a few clutch interceptions this year. So I'll give him that, but you know, at the end of the day, I think the Bengals have they've taken steps in the right direction. Now it's just about capitalizing on the draft again. And I think that we we have a chance to win this division next year. No, I definitely agree. The Bengals are a team to fucking you guys are you guys are the top of the division, right? You're the team to beat. So I top of the conference, baby. Top of the conference, even better. Yeah, exactly. But now let's talk about the Ravens. Ravens have had one pretty big pickup, cornerback Marcus Williams. Five years, 70 milli. What do you think about that value? And what do you think about the direction they're headed? I think that's a huge signing right there. I mean, you look at these other teams, you look at the Bengals, right? You, you got to play against to beat your division. So with the Bengals having that three-headed monster receiver, Jamar Chase, Tyler Borden, T. Higgins, you got to have somebody to lock them up. So if Marcus Williams can be that guy, I mean, you pay, you're paying him a lot of money to do that job. You got to hope he does that job. I think that's a good signing there. Yep. Yep. No, I, I'm fine with that. I think the Ravens, I think they got hurt a lot early on last year. If they can retain most of those players and stay healthy this year <laughs> through the first three weeks, they should be fine. So I think they will be a strong team. They'll be back. But I think the real questions here in this division lie with the Cleveland Browns. So we alluded to it a little, a few minutes ago, Baker, the Baker was pissed at the Browns because the Browns were having meetings with Deshaun Watson. They made a trade proposal for Deshaun Watson. Um, Texans didn't like it, so Browns are out of the running. But in the meantime, they've pissed off Baker Mayfield, who has, in fact, asked to be traded out of Cleveland. And the Cleveland Browns came back and said, nope, you can suck it. So 
I mean, the Cleveland Browns are that bottom feeder of team in that division, I think. Um, they're just a mess of a franchise. I mean, what, I mean, after these two short years of success with these Browns, they're kind of going back to that same old Cleveland, Cleveland stinker team, right? I mean, they just got Amari Cooper from the Cowboys with a six-round six draft pick, but, like, they had to take on his contract. That's a huge con- – it's, like, $20 million for a guy that's – I mean, Amari Cooper is a good receiver, don't get me wrong, but if you don't got a quarterback to throw him the football, is he even that good? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm trying to be objective here. I don't know what the Browns are going to do. I have no idea how they solve this problem. I did see a tweet today from one of the national NFL reporters. I forget his name, but it was a text that it was a screenshot of a text he got from someone else in the division. So either the Ravens, the Bengals, or the Steelers. And it was talking about uh, <laughs> it was a casual comment about how the Browns, the majority of their front office went to Ivy League schools, yet they keep doing stupid shit like this. Like they thought they could get they thought they could get the the hotter girlfriend of Deshaun Watson. So they did it without breaking up with <laughs> Baker Mayfield. And then now it's infidelity all over the place and everyone's pissed. I mean, the good thing that the Browns got going for them is they got Miles Garrett. So they can keep on year after year having one of the best edge rushers in the league. So congrats, Cleveland. Hell yeah, brother.